welcome to the Phantom Zone. In this week's episodes, first is Resurrection. When Jonathan is awaiting heart surgery, Clark and his classmate Garrett bond at the hospital. That is until his brother comes back to life the very next day, only to be dying again. Then, in crisis, time-traveling phone calls leads us to the end of the Adam saga. Oh, and Lex is framed for a ton of murders. This is the Smallville Chronicles. Hello again, I am Link Gonzalez, joined as always by Alan Muir. It's good to be back, even though yes. I never left. <laughs> nope, just like this show, we continue to exist. I actually just saw on one of my Facebook things from eight years ago, like, you know, when they show like, oh, this is a photo you posted eight years ago. It was literally me watching Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't remember. It was a season that had Green Arrow on it. It was like Chloe and Green Arrow. I was watching it on my computer because I think it must have been. I don't think I ever saw like the last season until like way after it came out. Um, so it must have been me really like, oh, yeah, I forgot about the show. Let me go back and watch it. But yeah, because this, I remember the show. I remember watching like I remember hearing about the show while I was like during like in the middle of its run. But I didn't like start watching watching until the 10th season. Yeah, I watched it during the beginning, and then I think I dropped it around season seven or eight, and then I watched like the last two seasons like years later. Oh no, no, now I remember. I started watching, and or I started with the first episode I, I saw was the JSA episode, and this is before I started reading comics, ironically. And I remember watching the the Booster Gold episode. Oh, okay. I actually don't mind their version of Booster Gold. Their version of Blue Beetle is hilariously bad. He, he looks like something that should have been, that would be in a Schumacher T-State movie. Oh, he looks like a Power Rangers villain. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so big and bulky, it's just like, uh... It's the same problem that they have with Doomsday. It's like, it's just like a Godzilla, like, 1980s Godzilla villain. It's like, oh, this wait, is just a wait, giant wait. foam suit. Doomsday on which show? Because they've done it on Smallville? They've done Krypton, and they did BBS. No, the this the Smallville version. Smallville version is still better than the BBS version. And, and sadly, and, the, and the is better than yeah. Batman Superman. I don't watch Krypton. I don't think you do either. But that picture is like, oh, they actually did a better version. Well, the season one is up for on uh, DC Universe. I don't have time. That just reminded me. I have not watched Doom Patrol yet, which I have to do that as well. That's on my list. Yep, one more month till uh, Swamp Thing. Yep. All right, so why don't we jump into this first episode? So these are actually not two bad episodes. The second one's a little wonky. These two connect like hugely to each other and kind of lay a foundation for stuff for the rest of the season and like several seasons down the line as well. Yeah, this these two episodes or the next episode really like hard like concrete set, sets up what's like the roadmap for the rest for the next two seasons yeah. or the, or the rest of the season and next season. Yeah, as besides like the further issues of Jonathan's heart, but mostly it's the Luther Corp stuff that like ties everything in. So this first episode, Resurrection, to kick it off, basically we have Doctor Scanlan, who's been in a bunch of episodes. He's the did you catch did you catch the Easter egg? But that character's uh, name? No. What is the he one of the producers of the show is named Tim Scanlan? Oh, okay. So, so I just it's it's interesting. Yeah. So he has been in season two. He's in this season and he ends up being in season four and five as well. He becomes he's kind of like the head surgeon, I guess, at Smallville Hospital. I don't know if they actually ever named the hospitals like Smallville General or they just say like, oh, he's in the hospital. But um, basically, Dr. Scanlon is there and he's basically tells Jonathan, you know, after he collapsed a couple episodes ago, I think you need triple bypass, which is like crazy surgery. Um, to block like clogged arteries, Jonathan's reluctant, but Clark's like, are you dumb? Just do the surgery. You have family. What are you, an idiot? And so Jonathan's like, oh yeah, I'm going to do the surgery. So while in the waiting room, we meet a classmate that we've never met before, Garrett Davis. Garrett's brother, Vince, is in the other, is in another room. He has uh, serious liver failure and he's waiting for a transplant, but he's very low on the list. And while they're kind of talking about how much all this sucks... Vince uh, flatlines. Yes, we got a cold blue. Doctors are rushing in. And basically, they're like, bah, 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 he's dead. And then as they wheel the body out, we see somebody typing on a key, like on a keyboard, saying, we got a fresh one. Do you want it? Kind of a thing. And then we got a very dumb looking, like sort of like a, what Edgar Wright used to do. 
where he have these uh, quick cuts. Oh yes, yeah. Like in Shaun of the Dead, where or uh, it's like a slam, the slam cut, yeah, to like something else, yeah. And in this, it's basically just them like zipping up the body bag, pointing, like swapping it for something else, going up to the like the the uh, the roof, getting into the chop, pointing it to the chopper, and flying off. Yep. So from this point, we have Clark talking to his mom and basically like, uh, yeah, so Garrett's parents also died. So Vince was his guardian. So he literally has nowhere to go. And yeah. And Martha or well, Martha does what Martha the, does. The exact line was all he did bring. The only thing that he's brought up has been so, so, uh, so our foster care. And Martha, as you said, doesn't, well, does, doesn't care, doesn't like that word. I mean, with yeah, she basically the, for the entire series, the Kent Farm is like the wayward home for random teenagers and children. It's like anytime there is like a loose child, they just like <laughs> we'll take them or sh- or a stray dog. Yeah, stray dog, loose child, um, even like adults without a home, they just randomly like stay at the Kent Farm or clones or clones, several different clones, I believe. Um, so yeah, they decide to take in Garrett. And then this is when we get, like, again, the smash cut to Vince's body being taken to Metropolis. And it arrives at Dr. Tang's lab, who we met last episode, the one that was treating Ryan. They give him some magic juice in an injection in his chest, and he pops back awake. <laughs> so we, again, we cut to Garrett and Tark. Yeah, Clark uh, is like, uh, do you want to talk about it? And or No, uh, he asks him if you, he asks Garrett if he, if he wants him to leave him alone. And he, Garrett's like, that's actually the last thing that I want to be right now. Yeah. He's actually like very, the kid is playing, like, does a really good job with this. Yeah, and he's then just, this, does, just very good with the sympathy. Yeah, and then Martha comes in and it's like, yeah, I just want to tell you that the crematorium called and you can pick up Vince's ashes. And Garrett's like, the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> he's like, Vince didn't want to get cremated. What is this bullshit? He's supposed, he's supposed to get, be buried next to my mom and dad. And yeah, they basically like bug out and they like see the file with Vince's signature. And then he's like, yeah, this is not the signature. You guys forged this. And they're like, I'm sorry. Like, and Clark's like, hold on, Garrett, go wait outside. I'll talk to him. And the lady's like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, we cremated him. Like, tell your friend not to be such like a whiny little bit. Like the crematorium person or the. Was being very bitchy. Yeah. Oh, my God. She was so bad. It's like, dude, this guy just lost his brother and is like. Like, he has nothing left. Yes. He is a mega orphan now because he was already orphan now he has like nobody and yeah she like i was like flabbergasted by how nasty this woman was to him she's just like well i don't care it's already done get out of my face was like her attitude oh man if you think that's something just wait until he gets to like the episode i keep i always talk about homecoming like lois and clark are like clark is like the big star like everyone's just treating him like he's royalty everyone's treating lois like she's not like a nobody and when brainiac uh, Pranic Five takes him, or is like doing the whole "It's a Wonderful Life" thing. Mm-hmm. The Lois is talking to the to the woman who's handling like drinks, and then she goes through like Clark and Chloe, Clark and Lana, and then she says, she says like calls Lois like the moth, not the. Or, so you're the moth then. Oh, <laughs> and I remember it's like watching the commentary and like. They like the people who were doing the commentary. I forgot who who it was exactly. They, even they acknowledged that man. They heard, she's mean. Yeah, they do that every once in a while on the show where they just have like a random ancillary character who's just like a dick for no reason. It's like, oh, you're like really inconveniencing me from doing because you're asking me to like do my job. But I feel like this is a thing they do on like a bunch of shows. It's like the only way to be like to not acknowledge the fact that this is something insane that happened. It's just like I don't know. Get out of my face. You're being like you're in my way. You're like keeping me away from sipping on my coffee and eating my sandwich in the morgue. But yeah, they, it's, it's like a thing of shows all the time. You can see, see it in shows today. But um, so from here, they jump to the mansion. Lex is on the phone with the North Korean embassy, which is not a thing because there aren't any anywhere except in China, maybe. And trying to figure out what happened to Dr. Tang. Chloe shows up and is like, yeah, I, I learned some stuff. 12 years ago, she married a guy who worked at Luther Corp so she can get a green card. And Lex is like, shit, that means my dad got her the green card. So they found out, Chloe found out that from a guard working at the pharmaceutical building that it's been shut down for past seven years. And Chloe's like, yeah, Lex, you should go. And Lex is like, well, why me? It's like, because you're you and you can get into places. And also before you had your mind wiped, you told me to like not get involved with your dad. But this is like a pretty interesting thing. This is like when kind of mind wipe Lex 
is like figuring out like how shitty his dad is again. Yeah. So we pop back to the Kent farm. Clark and Garrett are like kind of talking and Vince shows up and he's like, I woke up in the lab and then I ran away. So I need to hide. Yeah, and he, he tells Garrett to get his things that they're leaving. And yeah. then he turns into a ghoul from Fallout. Yeah, because he just like starts freaking out. He doubles, he, like he kind of falls over in pain and then he starts bleeding from the eyes. They're like, oh shit. And they take And then to- he literally turns like yellow. Yeah, he gets like mad, like instant jaundice. So they go back to the hospital and the doctors are like, I don't know what the hell is going on. Wasn't this guy cremated? Oh, except he's literally sitting here in a bed right now. And they're like, we have no idea what's going on. I don't know what's happening. And yeah, then, and that, like, his Vince's liver is like, he's, it's like rapidly, like, failing. And Garrett is like, I can't lose him again. I can't lose him again. Yeah. So Garrett, like, freaks out. So Clark goes and visits his dad, who's waiting to get to heart surgery. And he wants to stay with Jonathan, but Jonathan's like, no, you need to, like, you being here doesn't do anything. You need to, like, help this other kid because he actually needs your help. And maybe you can save Vince. And then he reminds. Or he talks Martha about a promise that they made. Yes. Which ends up tying into the whole uh, Jor-El thing as well. Yeah. So Clark meets Lana in a parking lot on the way out and tells her like, yeah, Vince was like doing this stuff with his eyes were bleeding. And she's like, oh, shit. And she freaks, she freaks out. Yeah. She's like, I've seen that before. And he's like, wait, what? And it's like, yeah, Adam, the same thing happened to him. So like <laughs> Clark goes to Chloe at the torch because Chloe knows everything because she's like, I don't even know how to describe her in the show sometimes. She's like read the script beforehand, I guess. And like, so she's just there as like a exposition dump. It's like, oh, I don't know what to do next. So I need to go to the exposition machine that is Chloe. And she's like, basically, oh, like, you know, Metropolis General only received two organs yesterday, a female. Both were female. So Clark goes to the helicopter. Like, basically, is like, oh, shit, I know what I need to do. And basically pops up at the helicopter pad and just, like, threatens the pilot to, like, tell him what the hell's going on. Yeah, because it's illegal to use a helicopter for your own for your yeah. own benefit. And doesn't he have the guy, like, flies him out there and just, like, drops him off? Yeah. Which they drop him off at Metron Pharmaceuticals, just like Chloe had told Lex. Which Metron is, that is the name of one of the new gods. So I'm guessing that was like a kind of little thing that they just threw in here. Yeah, Metron is a character who is, he's always sitting in the Mobius chair. Yes, he's like the all-knowing guy. If you've seen him, if you've ever watched the old Justice League Unlimited cartoon, he is in the second to last episode, I think. Well, he he appears... He appears throughout, but he has like a big scene with Lex with Lex in like the second to last episode where he's just like sitting in his chair chilling. And Lex is like, hey, why don't you actually do something? And yeah, it's a cool scene. He's like a dude that's all in black. And he has- there's a he he also had his during during the Dark Side War. There's just the little event. Uh, Batman stole his chair. Became and- the God of Knowledge. OK, that 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 issue, that special issue where it's like Batman's just float, floating like he uh he t- he asked the chair to take him take him to the pe- person who shot his parents, and he just psych- psychologically destroys Joe Chill. Oh, Joe Chill, yeah. He just like and he shows him he's Bruce, and he's just like, "Oh my god, you're Bruce Wayne." It's like, yeah. It's like, what I'm gonna tell him is like, "What are you gonna do? Tell everybody that you created the Batman?" And he's just yeah, like, "No, no." Yeah, and uh, the big reveal during that whole event was oh. that the Anti Monitor was actually was originally he he had Metron's job before Metron had it. Yeah, he is Morbius. Yeah. Or uh, Mobius. What is it called? Yeah, Mobius. Mobius. Yeah. And they also reveal the three Jokers that they completely have not talked about since. Well, that's going to be in like five years after uh, Doomsday Doomsday Clock Clock is finally finished. Yeah. If you want to hear about that, go listen to our other podcast uh, and our comics. We'll we'll plug it. We'll plug it at the end of the episode. Yeah. All right. So Clark is at this Metron Pharmaceuticals. He uses his super hearing to see that Lex is inside confronting Tang. Uh, So he works his way into the facility and that she's doing research for Lionel. Alex interrogates her about the vial, and and she's like, oh, it looks exactly like the one that Adam I, used, Adam used, which contained blood platelets of unknown origins, which Clark is like, oh, shit. Oh, I'm, I'm going to steal that. <laughs> well, he's also like, you see the look on his face like, oh, that was totally my blood. That's my blood platelets. No, no, he doesn't notice. He realizes it when he gets back, when he, but the, I'm, I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Gets. I thought he kind of realized it here. No, he, he just, he, all he knows is that that, that the vial, blood, yeah, the vial is what Adam took to kind of heal him, and that that he that, that he just he knows the connection between or the similar connection between Adam and uh, Vince. So he takes all his main concern is the vial, getting it to Vince or getting it to Garrett to have. Yeah, and, 
and he super speeds. I think this is like the fastest he travels because they don't even see him. This is like pure flash thing where it's like Lex is holding it and then it's not no, there anymore. No, no, it's it's on it's on like some kind of tray or something. Okay, I thought Lex was holding. It. Yeah, it's on like a tray, and, and then just stick the, the poof. The one dust. second it's there, next second it's gone. Yeah, and I think and, Lex and, is like, and, and Tang freaks out. Like she's like, "Where is it? What'd you do with it?" It's like, "What do you mean? What I do with? It? I was just standing here." <laughs> and he he does a similar thing in the in the booster goal episode when he, he's when he tries when he's like doing his Superman the movie Clark Kent like very fumbly like awkward like meek. Mm-hmm. He does a similar thing where he like uh. I'm blanking on his name. He was a uh, uh, Ted Cord. Oh yes, Ted Cord. Ted Cord is he's like he he hears Ted Cord talking to Booster, to Booster Gold like on, through the phone, and he you just see a flash like or I uh you just basically just see the wind machine go, and the file on the scarab is gone. Mm. So uh, I will have to rewatch that, but I haven't seen that episode in so long. But to pop back in here, so we're at the hospital. Um, the doctor is going to do the surgery on Jonathan when Garrett shows up with a bomb strapped to his chest. He's basically, this is like very weird for a show to do, but he's basically like has like a suicide bomb on his chest powered by, of course, none other than meteor rock. Well, Pete explains to Martha that, that they use it like more, ba- more boom for your whatever. Yeah. Cause his brother worked at like a mining thing. I think uh, he worked construction. Yeah, because I think that's how they kind of like explain away how this high schooler is able to create a like bomb vest out of nowhere. Yeah, so earlier in the episode, he said, "With Vince working construction, I expected I did not I, like I never expected to lose him to a uh, rare liver disease." Yeah, I expected him to get like hurt on the job. And then yeah, he comes back, and then you and, and Pete is saying that car can't help us. That stuff is laced with mineral, mineral, uh, meteor rock, and he shows up. Our Clark shows up to, to the scene. The sheriff is there. Best sheriff uh, in all of the CW sh- superhero shows. Well, yeah, most of the other characters aren't sheriffs. They're like us, but she is awesome. So yeah, Sheriff Adams is there, and Clark's and, like, I-, "I got this medicine." She's like, "I'm not gonna I, let you in there." Yeah, she's like, "I don't believe you." And, and he's like, "Even if you don't, he will." <laughs> and she's like, oh, "I guess you're right." And like, he's like, I- "I'm the only person like, that get- Garrett will listen to." So she had she. They do like a trade, don't they? Because that's like the only way she let him in. Because I feel like he lets, does he let everybody out? And then except for the doctors? Except for the doctors and the patients. Yeah. And so he goes in, he he notices the meteor rock on Garrett, like like in the bomb. He puts the vial on the floor and backs up. And once uh, Garrett t- like holds the vial close, closer, it does the same, the same effect. Or it starts to boil. Yeah, it's actually a really cool effect because he's holding it in between his fingers. And I'm actually interested, though. I wonder how they actually got the effect because it's in this little vial and it starts to bubble. I'm yeah, guessing that they did that. Red. Yeah. And that's the only, like, that's when Garrett's like, oh, it's like nothing. And then, like, Clark starts moving. And he's like, oh, shit, that is actually something. And he just, like, I love that he's just like, he, like, kind of puts it down. He's like, there. He's like, why aren't you going to hand it to me? He's like, you have a bomb strapped to you, guy. I kind of yeah. don't want to get too close to it. <laughs> Garrett's like, yeah, that's a good point. And this is also, I think, when we learned that Garrett has, like, a dead man switch on the bomb? No, uh, he... Oh, no, it's not, because he actually... Okay, yeah, he, I remember. He accidentally... Or he... It happened. The whole... that His plan ultimately goes through, but it happens by accident. Yeah. So the doctor gives... Uh, is it Vince? Yeah, he gives him... He injects him. Nothing's happening. So he, like... he tells him to... To get a, a he says there's someone else in surgery right now. Get the lever from him and give right. it to Vince. And that person is Jonathan Kent. Yeah. So Clark so, like loses his shit and he's like, "Dude, we've done nothing but help you. Why are you yeah. gonna kill my dad?" And, and the doctor's like, "Um, that's not gonna work, guy." He's like, "I don't care. Do the thing." And, and then then Clark start, talks starts talking to to him and he's like, "Doctor, you can't do this." And the doctor's like, "No shit, I can't do this." No, he he's said like, his exact words were, "I have twenty patients." here like in the hospital right now as we as you speak i have no choice yeah it's like the the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few yeah and the thing that when clark goes in to give the vial to vince not the vince to uh garrett sheriff adams has a sniper find a vantage point and one once you have, get a good shot take it mm-hmm. so yes. they all all three of them exit the room uh garrett are there uh, garrett is about to get shot clark is in the way as soon as he he moves like sort of like a semicircle, 
Vince, or not Vince, fuck. I know, Garrett. Garrett gets shot in the heart. And then, and then his, he just like, as he's, he's doing the whole like dramatic, like falling shot. down. And yeah. then he just, he, he presses the button. So Clark is, does, he uses flash time. That's exactly what it is. And, he, but he actually kind of does something ingenious at this point. Yeah. He grabs an, like an, uh, a lead. Basically apron. what you would wear if you're going to the dentist to get x-rays. Yeah. And takes it from, takes the bomb, wrap, wraps it in the bomb that and he removes it from Garrett. And runs away and throws it da- down a well or something, <laughs> something where there's yeah, a, just, yeah, it's something it where there's a, a, like a huge explosion. Yeah, yeah. I think he runs to like that one farm location they have with the windmill and throws it down a well, and basically it explodes. Which, and Vince which, and that that windmill is causing a bunch of cancer, according to our president. <laughs> Fucking idiot. All right, so basically that ends that a plot. So Garrett and Vince are dead. And then we flash over to Metron Pharmaceuticals. The Lex is talking to Tang, who's explaining that Lionel ordered Adam Knight to be terminated from the program, but she felt bad because of her ethics. So ethically, she's fine with experimenting on, like, humans, but not with, like, just letting them die. Yeah, so you just see a shot of, you don't see Vince, you see him. Not, fuck! Adam. Goddamn <laughs> character, you're the episode. I know, because this is the problem when they introduce characters for, like, an episode that have never before been in there. You see, you just see, Adam, like, you see Adam in the shadows, you don't see his face, but you see a bunch of, like, bloody areas of, like, his back and everything. Yeah, because what he was dying from, because from what I can understand is basically what they died from starts like reaffecting their bodies. So because he died in a fire, like his burns are returning. Is that what it is? Or is it like the symptoms from like the liver, like what Vince had? Um, I'm actually thinking now it has to do with the liver thing because Vince had a bunch of like weird bloody spots on him too. Like open sores. I'm guessing is that because of the reveal that we find out, which I think is in the next episode or like two episodes from now. She like, mentions that the platelets can like like they have a great ability to revive necrotic tissue, but it doesn't. It's sort of a bandit bandage instead of a. It's sort of a like a bandage situation, like it's not a cure to bring back the dead. Mm-hmm. Which all of this ties into like a the next ep- seasons. Well, the next episode and several seasons from now too, like what they are trying to do. Because all of, oh yeah, all this experimentation ties back in. Yeah. Yeah, and but basically she's like, um, I'm working with you because I need to get out from your father's grip. Then we go to Talon, where yeah. Lex finds Lana trying to, like, it's like she's trying to, like, scrub away the entire existence of Adam. Yeah, because this is her, basically, again, every boyfriend she has post-Whitney that's not Clark is not a good person. They're well, all... they weren't, they never dated. To quote, to quote they... Ross, they were on a break. Yeah, they, oh, who, Clark and Lana? Or no, uh, <laughs> Adam. A lot in, oh, yeah, they kind of had like flirtations, but nothing ever happened, which becomes interesting. I think it's in season four with like the goofy witch episode where like it's revealed. And I was like, that's kind of a weird reveal um, when they have the weird coven thing. When we find out who is and who is not a virgin. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, that's like really creepy. I did not need to know that. But that's <laughs> that's for next season. But basically, like, she's like, Lex is like, you don't need to worry about Adam again. Um, you'll be fine. He's never going to harass you again. And then Clark and then, is... Then like, we get to reveal that, the, like, Clark is helping Jonathan leave the hospital and tells tells him and Martha that the serum, the, the mystery serum is from his blood that was given to Lionel by Morgan Edge. Yes. Which it was fairly obvious when they said blood platelets. But I actually really like this idea that it's kind of... Um, I mean, yeah, because they don't, they don't really, ha- I, I don't remember, I don't remember, like, reading any stories, like, any Superman stories where they try, they do something like this, where, like, they try to see if, like, see if his cells can, yeah. or his blood can. And, yeah, it very much reminds me of, like, Ultimate Captain America, oh, in many the, ways. The Super Soldier serum? Yeah, that they're trying to, like, like, they know that there's at least one person, so they're trying to replicate that person possible and that makes like the kind of like stuff that they do further down the line like with cyborg make more sense yeah. which is kind of ties into the whole like alexis trying to like push humanity forward although at this point it's Lionel. yeah but i do think so to grade this episode i would say this is like a solid b for me like it, there are definitely places where it could be better but i thought the acting overall was very good yeah i mean we didn't even have to i mean this is like well there's no there's no glover this week yeah, no, but yet he sh- his shadow looms over the whole episode. Like Dark Side. Yes. Oh God. 
That that was just that was just that was one. Of, that was a terrible bit of season ten. Yes, I would say this is an overall very good episode, and um, yeah, it ties in. Like these two episodes are like basically completely connected, and then a lot of the stuff they set up ties into stuff later on in other seasons. So, was there anything else you wanted to talk about with this episode before we jump into the next one? Um, well, Tomorrow Pennicut in his limited, like his extremely, like extremely to the tenth degree limited role in this episode is good in like in like the the two or three lines he says i mean he he gets to do more next season mm-hmm. or a few seasons whenever his he comes back character the actor comes back yeah he has like two episodes i think in season five i think we talked about it in the last episode like he is like a genre like all-star guy because he's been in everything under the sun as well as the the kid that plays Garrett has been in a bunch of stuff too. They've both been in a ton of different things. Because I think the kid that played Garrett was also was in the um, Final Destination with our guest star last week. Thank God, Devin Sawa, Sawa was never in the, on the show. Uh, he was kind of too big for this show at the time the show was going on. Yeah, was this before or after Stan? Hmm, I'm not sure. This was '04. Now this was right around when he was at his hottest, and then he like disappeared. So, and uh, turns out I was actually very close with my flash time. Uh, it, this it's the first. This was the first episode to feature Clark time. Oh, I, <laughs> I'm not bullshitting. This actually it literally says it's Clark time with the fluid looking aura that Clark leaves behind himself while moving. Yeah, which is exactly what flash time is like. And it's what's hilarious about that show is like a lot of the effects are the exact same effects from the show. All right. So why don't we jump into our second episode, Crisis, which this is basically the Smallville version of, oh my God, what is that Dennis Quaid movie? Is it where they have like the... Um, oh, the, uh, you're talking about the formerly hit show on CW, uh, yes, Frequency. Frequency. Oh my God, I forgot that they made that a TV show on here. On yeah, the they, same had, network. they had, uh, I forgot, Payne List who played Golden Glider on Flash. She, They had her in the lead role. Yeah. So basically, well, in that show, movie, and this... There's basically some sort of magical cross-contamination of electricity. In this, it's obviously the meteor rock. So Clark gets a call from Lana. Which is which is later on, which is from, like, not that it's like a, like 12 hours, 24 hours, something in the future. Is it like two days or something like that? That is a good question. Um... All right, but this is basically the call. So Clark picks up the phone, Teen Crisis Hotline, because he's... Yeah, Pete is... He works at a teen crisis hotline to kind of be better for himself because he was a dick the last time we saw him. <laughs> it's his re- rehabilitation. And he's also there because there are girls there. So he's not quite changed. And one like flirt tries like inaudibly flirts for them. Yeah. So he brings Clark there because of course. And then, so we cut to um, Clark, the phone rings and Pete's like, Hey, pick that up. Clark picks it up. It's like teen crisis hotline. And then it's Lana's voice saying Clark and Lana. Clark, it's happening. Are you there? Clark's like, Lana? He has and, a gun. Yeah. Please help me. Lana. Lana what? Lana, Lana? And then it hangs up. And no, Clark's no. like... And then we, we're we seeing uh, Lana running through, running in the rain. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and, we are getting... We see a, so someone... We don't get a like a headshot. Someone is like in a like a coat or something behind with a like rifle. Sort of, either a coat or a jumpsuit. Yeah, with a rifle. And aiming. we see aiming at Lana and then ultimately shooting and killing Lana. Yes. Which... This is the problem with time travel stuff, but we'll get to it. So this all happens. Clark obviously runs, and he finds Lana studying with Chloe at the Talon, just like, sup, what's going on? And he basically tells her, and they call Sheriff Adams the next morning, and they get, and she's like, yeah, um, this is kind of a low priority, this prank phone calls, but like, and then Chloe's able to get the... Back, like she, she, she finds out the call wasn't piece, was not completely pieced together, and... Because there's like a bunch of like hand wavy stuff. So basically, because it's the Teen Crisis Center, they have some recording. They were automatically record calls. Yeah, and so she's able to ha- magic hack her way into that. There's a bunch of uh, background uh, audio. So there's uh, well, the the first thing that's figured out is uh, Lana figures out that the background noise is rain, which it hadn't rained in what like a while or something. They said months, and Clark uses super hearing. To hear Adam's voice saying "you" or yelling, "You lied to me." Yep, and then they also hear like a radio broadcast of the Vipers game. Yeah, and it's sixty-four, sixty or something. Which, if you hear this and you know it's gonna be in the future, why no one is laying down some bets? 
<laughs> Which, what's, I guess it would be basketball. Like, that is a crazy high score, but um, of any other sport. So then we cut it with basically they're like, oh, this is a call from the future because the Vipers aren't playing that game until like a well, couple no. days. It's not that they aren't playing. It's the player that. Oh, yeah. He's been out or something or benched. He, he's been benched. And, he ha- and so and he hasn't played all year or something. Yes. This is the like Chekhov's gun of this episode. Because if you think that's not going to come back in later, you're wrong. But the guy got benched. So yeah. we, we pop back to um, Lex talking to Lionel about the blood serum or the vial of blood thing and papers describing the trials and all this other stuff and the body's hearing. And Lionel's like, um, do you want to shut the project down? And Lex is like, no, I want you to put me in charge of it. And Lionel goes behind Lex's back and is like, yeah, we need to clean up all this stuff, clear everything out and get rid of it. And first thing Dr. Tang does is he steals the serum and goes to Adam, uh, tells him what's that, what gives him the lowdown on what's going on. And he's like, where's, where, where are the rest of, where's the rest of the serums? And he, and she tells him, this is, this is it. That's all that's left. And then he, he grabs the, uh, what's the proper tourniquet? Yeah. Yeah. Like the rubber tourniquet. Basically, we learned that she, he's, it's going to wear off in 12 hours. Yeah. And then he, I think it's I forgot who it was, but I think it's Clark, possibly Clark and Lex. It's yeah, they probably somebody and Lex. They come in later, find out it's that clear, everyone it's, it's Clark and Lex because they they're going to go check on stuff. They discover everyone everyone is dead, and Clark thinks that Lex's father or something had something to do with this. Yeah, so basically, yeah, Adam took out Tang. He took out everybody else. Clark like, goes brutally. To, yeah, like Clark goes to Lex and is like, "Yeah, this weird call from Adam." And then Lex is like, "I know where he or is." Or no, he says like, "Oh no," Clark says like, "I know that you know." where he is and Lex is like what do you mean it's like yeah like I was there like I figured out where like thing came from and because like I talked to the pilot and I overheard you guys and they're like all right well I'm not lying to you I'm trying to protect you from my dad and he's like yeah I'll bring you to the place and then when they get there Adam is not there and everybody's dead like and the whole place is destroyed yeah it's pretty brutal yeah and then yeah lex goes to like say that talk to lionel it's like you killed everybody and lionel's like no but now you're in charge of the cleanup and lex is like no clean up your own goddamn mess which this obviously comes back in a little bit so clark goes to the talent to tell lana what he found and uh, chloe somehow magically has a contact at the phone company yeah because she basically in their show chloe basically flirts with everyone off screen to get contacts with everywhere it's basically, yeah, you called from the cell phone of this lady. Gwen Burton. Yeah. And Clark's like, you should hide out at the farm because, like, you'll be safe there, of course, because it's the farm. Um, and they find out that the woman works at the, the medical center. And she's like, yeah, I don't have my phone. I'll let it to my husband today. Oh, wait, can we just talk about the line, the line when, he, when, he, when Clark is like, I think your phone is going to be used in a murder. And <laughs> yeah. she's like, I can take, we have a, a good psych center. And I can take yeah. it there to, down to the meeting. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm not crazy. Yeah, because he like shows her the stuff. It's like, it's really weird. And she's like, she calls her husband. It's like, yeah, some guy's here saying that someone's going to do something with your phone. And then while that's going on, he's like, hey, buddy, do you need help? And then the guy, it's Adam, like cracks him over the head with a. No, no, he doesn't like he's he's talking to Clark and everything. And and he just gets hit in the head with a tire iron. Yeah. And then Adam. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty good because, yeah, then like Adam takes the phone and his and the car. Yeah, and he his car. phone, his outfit, his car. So yeah, so Clark arrives. We don't see it, but apparently, like the guy would be just in his underwear, laying on the ground because he super sped away and just like kind of left the woman with the phone. And she's like, "Honey, what?" So that's now happened because they were like, "Oh, if we can prevent any of these things, maybe we can change the future." So Clark, this calls, is basically the whole Savitar bit of season yes. three of The Flash. So oh, I, even this season too, they did like an episode with uh, with this kind of. It's a problem with time travel. So Clark calls Chloe at the farm and is like, yeah, the phone's been stolen. So there's a storm coming. And he's like, I'm going to go to the torch and listen to the police scanner. Jonathan insists that she take his truck. Yeah. And he, he, I like the line. Like he doesn't like, I don't want you getting stuck crossing the creek in your little, in your car. In your little car. And she's like, good point. <laughs> Cause I think, what is she driving? Like a, the beetle, right? The Volkswagen. Boat? Yeah. And that would, that would just get, that would just sink. Yeah. So then we pop back to Clark is at the mansion with, like a detective from Metropolis, and they're like trying to find. Basically, they're like, um, "We think we're here because we're looking for evidence of eight homicides at Metron Lab, and we know that the two of you are there." And then he's like, "You're going to remain for questioning." Which this one guy, um, I can't remember which detective he is, but he's in everything. He was on. He was prominent on the the Expanse. 
Uh, he was also in Jessica Jones season two. Yeah. Yeah, he's the guy that works across the street that, like, our the, uh, the rival, uh, the rival yeah. investigator. So he's been in a bunch of things. Um, and it's basically like, Clark is like, you gotta let me leave. And they're like, we don't have to let you do anything. And he brings up, well, he's like, you're holding a minor. Yeah. And, and he's like, okay, you can go, but don't, don't take any vacations or something. Yeah. He's basically just like, I'm under 18 and you're not letting me leave or talk to my parents. This is super illegal. Um, so, but yeah, basically don't, uh, don't go away. Adam like finds Chloe at the torch and is like, I need to know where Lana is because he hit a serum in the apartment. And she's like, and I'm not going to take you to Lana. And he knows that she's driving the pickup. So she's like, Oh, I bet she's at the farm. And, um, basically they go to the farm and Jonathan sees Chloe in it. It's like, Oh, I thought that she left. And why she isn't coming inside. And Chloe's just trying to give the eyes a keys in the goddamn car. Why aren't you like doing something? Well, no, she has, she's bound and her, yeah. she has her mouth, uh, or she's, her mouth isn't taped up, but they can't hear her. But she's basically like giving them like a look, like wake, like I'm not here of my own fruition, and they're like not paying attention to it. Yeah, she's all but saying ambush, ambush, ambush. Yeah, which then Adam comes around and cracks Jonathan in the head again. CTEs, man. Yeah, this whole, this he, whole cast is gonna get gonna be in like a mental home. Yep. So he takes the rifle. Uh, he because oh Jonathan walked to the truck, and that's when he jumps in from behind. He throws Chloe out and threatens to kill them both unless they tell him where Lana is. And uh, basically, Lana comes out and it's like, I'll take you. I brought all, put all your stuff in a storage facility. Um, when they get there, there's obviously like, it's not there because it was inside one of the books. And he like freaks out, tells her it's stealing, and they struggle. And uh, she gets she, the phone. Yeah, and runs away. Um, then we cut back to the mansion. So they're looking through the surveillance video with Dr. Tang. Uh, when they find Membo signed by Lex, looking like he's the director, he realizes he's being set up. Uh, oh, and this is when, so when Clark's getting ready to leave, because he hasn't left yet, this is when he does that whole thing. Um, it's 6460. Six yeah. And Clark is like, oh man, it's the game. It's like the time. And the guy is like, oh man, I can't believe what's his name got hurt. And it's like, do you know who they're going to put in? And Clark's like, random guy I heard earlier in this episode. So like, yeah, how'd you know, guy? And he like is like, that's when he gives the whole like, you can't hold me here. So, uh, Clark goes to the, the teen crisis center and gets the call and a power line crashes on top so, yeah. of, uh, tele- te- television or not television, te- telephone service box. And there's a short and they find out that the, and Clark finds out that the mix of the electrical short and the meteor rocks nearby creates time travel phone calls. Well, it is, it's possible reason for the, the yeah. time warp of the call. So he's able to get the power line out and then continue talking to Lana. And it's like, where are you? And she like tells him at like the facility and then he runs and then super speeds. He takes the bullet. Which to- I'm just saying, even though it's like seven seasons from now, he de- the way he takes the bullet. It's the exact same goddamn way he does in uh, the boost and booster. Yeah. He like comes in and just like eats it. Like he like takes it in the back. No, no. And- he, he, uh, he does the whole um, oh, does he catch it? He ca- catches it in his chest, or no, his upper his... upper body. You see a uh, it bounces off of him. You see a hole in his shirt, which he oh, yeah. z- he zips up his jacket, and Adam cl- just simply collapses. And he also has jaundice, apparently. Yes, because everybody that they've been working on has the same liver disease, which it, will... it, they just call it a rare liver disease. That's all. Yeah. And basically, like, he walks up and he's like, I saw you, Adam's like, I saw you take that bullet. Now I know why Lionel sent me to spy, watch, on, you. To spy on you. And it's like, you're never going to escape his, like, uh, yeah, his... he knows why Lionel sent him to watch Clark, but it's too late. And Adam predicts that Lionel will not stop. And it's only a matter of time before he discovers what Clark or who of uh, Clark's abilities. Yep. And so back at the mansion, just as the detective is go- is uh, about to place Alexander Retz, uh, we have Agent Loader, who will be involved in this entire season from the FBI come in. And it's like, yeah, you guys need to, like, get out of here. And, and then Lex- he he says, I'll help you, break, get, like, do the do the biggest bust of your career in exchange for immunity. And, what, and, he, and Loader's like, what's that? And it's, I'll help you bring down my father. And then Lionel is talking to a new, a new doctor about the, to take over the, the Verd disease stuff. And that's where we find out that the reason that he's it's specifically liver disease. Lionel has that it's killing him and he's doc- trying to find a cure. Yeah. He's, he's trying to, he's trying to, he's basically trying to pull a, uh, a, uh, a Wayland from Prometheus. Uh, yes. 
But this is actually my favorite scene in the episode because oh, the gun, before, yeah, because before the call comes in, he's like sitting on his couch with like his glass of scotch or whatever, listening. He has opera music on. Yes, I think he has like Ave Maria, and then he opens up a box, and it's like a beautiful like uh, pistol. Uh, he picks it up. He stares and you get, at it. You get a nice shot of like the like a point of view of the of the gu- the gun. Yeah, just like up at him because he's he's like not like a Lionel we've seen. His hair is a mess. His suit, like his his shirt is unbuttoned. His tie. I don't even think he has a tie on. He just looks completely disheveled and defeated, and like that sweaty grossness. Yeah, and he basically picks it up and he takes like I think he takes the clip out, takes out all of the bullets except for one, and like cocks it and is putting it in his mouth when he gets the call. Okay, I found I found the music that he's listening to. He's listening to George Bizet. Oh yeah, it's uh, Les Pechures de Perles. Right. My French is not good because I never took it. You should have had say around this episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like that's how the episode ends, and it's really interesting. And it's completely like a ripoff. Well, I don't even know when the timeline is, but it's basically the same kind of idea of frequency, which I actually really like as a movie. I like the concept of it. Um, well, in frequency, I mean, there was a gun. And a guy's hand got blown shot. off. Yeah, that, yeah, that scene was awesome. Yeah. No, but the fact, like, it's creepy. Like, I. Oh, when it shrinks and shrivels and stuff, and he's like, Whoa. Yeah, in, like, the feature when he's trying to choke him and stuff. Yeah. Well, and there's, like, just... a ton of interesting stuff in that because it's basically the idea of a serial killer who ends up getting stopped by happenstance because he ends up dying in a hospital. So, they, like, all of his murders go undiscovered. It's basically supposed to be like a Son of Sam type character, but because yeah. the main character by this time travel thing ends up get, having his father's life saved, his mother ends up being at the hospital instead of home with him as a kid and thus saves the serial killer's life, whose victims go from like three or four to like 17, including his mother. And you also get like a cool thing of like his like the the bleed, like the memory bleed. Yeah. And they actually ends up being what, like three different contemporary timelines at the end. Because it's one, it's the original one where his dad's dead and his mom is alive. The second one where his mom is a victim, but his dad still ends up dying way later on of cancer. And then, and then because in his uh, Dennis Quaid dies in a, like or in the movie he dies, he's a firefighter. He died in the first timeline and dies in fire in the fire because he turns the, he turns the wrong way. Like if he yeah. were to turn right instead of left, he would have been like at an exit point and not gotten killed in the fire. The second timeline, his mother is a victim. His father dies from the fire. smoking from no from cancer. the smoke inhalation. Yes, no, I think it's from smoking because he has cancer. Uh, he, di- he died of lung cancer. And then the third timeline, everyone's all happy. And uh, oh my god, what is the actor's name? Because he was on. It's the guy who played Jesus. Oh, uh, Jim Caviezel. He Jim was, Caviezel. He was also on Person of Interest. Yeah, that was the show I was thinking of. Yeah, I yeah, can't with, remember uh, the guy that was Minus. in. He was in the one that was in Flasher like a season or two ago, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's an interesting movie. Yeah, and then yeah, he has oh, a kid at the ha- end of it. Have you ever seen the? Have you ever seen Rio Now One? Yes. Oh yeah. There's there is a. Do you remember, do you remember any of the frequency skits? No, no. I there was a, like they would. There's a like guy who's ha, like his place would be constantly. He was constantly calling in like about emergencies and stuff. And <laughs> he's like, my drive, my movie dropped in there. And like, what's it about? And it's like, and it's basically just a, a rip off <laughs> of frequency. And then they, they he calls the cops. Then he calls the firefighters. They both arrive. And like, no, no. It's, it's like the second or third time it's happened. And like one of them turns out to be, be a fan of frequency. Like it's <laughs> it, it's like it's one of the great. Oh well, everybody from that show has gone on to do like awesome stuff. Like every single person on it. Like it is a great show. I do love that the one guy was the voice of the Taco Bell dog Chihuahua. Really? Yes, the one actor. Yeah, the guy that's like the Spanishy guy. Oh, uh, the guy that played uh, Bane in uh, Justice League Doom. I think so. Oh, uh, we got a return, sort of, of a, of a dead character in this episode. Oh, who popped back in? It wasn't necessarily a character, more like something that was attached to that character. Did you notice the license plate of the car Adam stole? No, I did not. DDI-035, which is license, license plate of Principal Kwan's car. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I guess they just reused that, which is kind of funny. Yeah, and... This is the second episode where Clark changes destiny. The, for, the oh yeah, first. he did it just a couple yeah. episodes ago. Yeah. And, so uh, I, I like the uh, bit where Clark, when he hears Adam, like he uses super hearing to hear Adam say, "Like yell, you lied to me." He he's 
he tells Chloe he can hear so well because he missed too many late Lincoln Park concerts. Yeah. That dates the show. And the thing is, it's like the lead singer of Lincoln Park, Chester Bangton, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. He uh, screams during his songs. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I actually randomly, I have seen them live. It's a very strange concert lineup that I went to. It's like one of the first concerts I ever went to. It was Summer Sanitarium, it was called. The headliner was Metallica. And then before them was Linkin Park. Before them was Limp Biscuit, And before them was the Deftones. Did uh, Limp Biscuit play my way? No, but they were actually not the worst. The Deftones were the worst band I've ever heard live. They were unlistenable. I, I I don't see or I I believe that. Yeah, Lincoln Park was. I mean, um, Limp Bizkit was actually like kind of fun to watch because he like this was I'm trying to think what year this was. This would have been like oh four or oh five. Okay, so, so like, this, is, this is like post uh, Woodstock. Yeah, not, I was gonna say post their WWE stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like right before they kind of really went away. Um, and Lincoln Park, this was probably around their second album because this was before Transformers. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think this was like right when that really bad Metallica album came out. Saint Anger. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, what year? Like oh four. Saint Anger. Like... Saint Anger came out oh three. Okay, so there was uh the step whatever summer followed it. Yeah, the only reason I know that is because uh Saint like this the the song Saint Anger was the the theme to SummerSlam oh three. Oh god. So yeah, they must have been oh three. So I would have been a junior in high school. Like going, I would have been going to be a junior. I was still in elementary school. Goddamn youngin. And I think it's like a couple months later in like, uh, do you remember the, uh, Survivor Series of three? It was like team Bischoff versus team Austin. Uh, no. I'm trying to remember. This is around when I stopped watching wrestling. They basically did. Is Austin the bad guy here? No, no. Uh, Bischoff was. Okay. So this is post when they bought WCW. Yeah, this is like two, two, like a year and a half, two years after. Yeah, it's, it's it's basically two years after they ended the invasion storyline. Okay, yeah, this is and, around when I would have stopped watching. So, like, I'm not sure what happened. Well, it's a good thing because the the big thing with oh, like near the end of a three and beginning of a four, they're trying to push hardcore Holly to be a, like a main eventer. Oh, I loved I loved hardcore and Crash Holly. That whole like hardcore belt thing was awesome. <laughs> the main like this the. the the second to last match of sort of the card was Team Bischoff, which was Mark Henry, Chris Jericho, Christian, Scott Steiner. Oh man, someone else. Big Papa Pump. Yeah, against Team Austin, which was oh no, it, oh the fifth guy was Randy Orton. Okay, yeah, I think I stopped watching right because I never saw Cena. Like I stopped watching before Cena became a thing, or Randy Orton really. So I probably wasn't watching anymore. The ironic thing. Uh, Team Austin was uh, D- the Dudley Boys, Booker T, HBK, and Rob Van Dam. Ooh, which is basically like four, like four out of the five, uh, it, like Invasion or, or Alliance team. Yeah, it's a weird team. And is like Shawn Michaels versus like he's gonna pull like he's gonna pull off a big upset. Batista come comes back and Batista bombs him. Yeah, this is I, definitely. I, I definitely watched Batista wrestle. I I know a joke. Started crying. You're a little kid. I was I was like nine. Yeah, it was still real to you. Yeah, because I I literally <laughs> went down I went down to my to my mom and said I'm not going to Florida for 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 uh for Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's oh, still man. real to me. Damn it! I can't even remember what the last show I saw was like wrestling thing. Honestly, if I'm I'm not sure if it's on YouTube, but it should be the uh, last night or by the time this comes out. NXT t- uh, take over New York. Pete Dunne and Walter had a like four out of five, four point five, if you will, star match. Oh wow! And like Pete Dunne had had like he he was holding he held the UK the NXT or the UK title for nearly two years. And like Walter, who was like a big big guy, he basically flew through the air like a feather. Hmm. And did like a giant like snuka splash. It it was amazing. Awesome. Oh, before we spin out too much, uh, let's just quickly talk about these next two episodes, which are pretty awesome. Yeah. The first one is the final episode with the original, my, like my original Superman. Yeah, the which last is, one, Christopher Reeve. 
So basically, yeah, this is Clark figures out that there's he hears like a message or something and Dr. Swan contacts him. And then we get more into this Lex working with the FBI. And then in our second episode, Truth, this is when Chloe is she and she she gains the ability, one of the many or her second or her first of two meta powers. Yes. Basically, she becomes a walking true serum. Which turns really bad. Um, but this first episode is also where we get the beginning of what will lead into the dumbness of next season. A yeah. storyline with her, with Jensen Eccles. And then it's, this... it's, it's also the beginning of the whole Traveler. Yes, like the Traveler storyline. Yeah, which is from, which goes on from like season five or six to season 10. Yep. And then the second episode is kind of. Is also where uh, we get a funny, like, you think you're going to get like some like Clark's secret is going to get revealed. Then just, just, and then it just becomes something really stupid. Yeah. But this is again, like this is them trying to find like pushing Clark and Pete further and further away so that Pete can leave the show and also shows like how powerful Lionel is. So they're both pretty good episodes. Legacy is especially like a really good episode. Honestly, I'm more, I really want to talk about, I can't wait till we get to episode 19, which is Memoria where, Oh yeah, that that'll be the one after the next one. That Maybe. one. Every time I watch of that, the ending to that episode, like I cry, I end up tearing up a little because yeah. like it's just like even though I shouldn't because I'm, that the song that they used was used in the crappy Daredevil film. <laughs> oh, is it the is it the Evanescence song? Yeah. Oh God, that's a band I could forget for forever. But yeah, we only have like six episodes left to cover before the end of season three. And we start making our way towards the much more interesting and better seasons. We're only six episodes away from getting Lois Lane. So, um, yeah. So definitely check her, like, wait for that. Um, don't oh, God. To- I, just, I just looked at the synopsis, like the like the teaser for uh, Forsaken. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really hate that character. Yep. Um, yeah, I think that is the episode when Pete leaves, isn't it? Uh, episode... Yeah, that's the that's Pete's last episode. Well, last as like a character, like a main character on the show. Yeah. Um. So yeah, don't forget to check out our other shows. So every Thursday on the Phantom Zone that you're listening to right now, we have and now comics where we talk about comic books and basically everything geeky that doesn't get covered in the other shows. And then every Thursday as part of the Legion of Kirk. Every couple of Thursdays uh, as part of the Legion of Tunes. Is Legion of Tunes as part of the Los Haro Podcast Empire, where we talk about everything animated. Our next episode will be my pick, which is the 2002 MTV cartoon Undergrads. And then, Alan, you also have a show on Los Haro, Los Haro Games. Yeah, well, by the time this, this episode comes out, hopefully episode 22, 23. Next episode will be out. We'll be talking about the Borderlands reveal. And I will be continually pimping out, or I'll continue. I'll continually not be not shutting up about LB nineteen. Mm-hmm. I've been and really enjoying it. I may, I may bring up my secret shame, like the game that I'm that I I feel that I. Uh, I just I feel embarrassed that I play it because of how, the type of game it is, and like the genre. All right. I'm interested to know. So I'll definitely be checking that out as well. And um, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, hit the little notification bell on YouTube and look for everything. Just search the Phantom Zone, join the Facebook group, search Los Haro, uh, the Los oh, Haro podcast and um, all the other podcasts. Almost forgot on the Los Haro, Los Haro Games YouTube channel. By the time this is up, the Walking Dead Show miniseries will be done. And episode one, or both episodes, the two-parter ties up bind of Walking Dead Season 3 will be up, which is on the road to Season 4, which is the final season. So look for that. I got incredibly depressed at the end of it. Oh, man. It does have Jesus. All right. So we will catch you guys in the next episode. As always, I'm Lou Gonzalez. I'm Alan Muir. And this podcast stands for truth, justice, and the American way.